Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala Rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yaumiddin. Brothers and sisters, assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Waalaikumsalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Hayyakumullah, ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum brothers and sisters. Welcome to our live session of the Barakah Effect podcast on our series of episodes Treasures from Quran. This series Treasures from Quran is basically a tadabbur session where each of us from the Barakah Effect team we individually choose our own personal selection of surah or several ayats from the Quran and we share our own reflections, personal lessons, wisdoms and gems that we've obtained from this surah and share them to you. It's all our attempt at bringing us all together towards building an appreciation and a love for the Quran as well as strengthening our relationship with the book of Allah throughout the month of Ramadan. Ramadan in which alladhi unzila fihi al-Quran as Allah described it, the month in which the Quran has been revealed. So to kick off our treasures of Quran series treasures from Quran series this year our first surah will be surah al-ma'arij which is the 70th surah from the Quran and among the surah in the 29th juz also known as also known as huh? no what what's the 29th juz famously known as juz tabarak yeah juz tabarak yeah mashallah so this will be the uh, Fourth surah, I believe, right? Fourth surah from Juz Tabarak, yeah? Yes. That's right. That's right. Alhamdulillah. So, Allah. So, for those of you who have just joined us live, welcome. Ahlan wa sahlan. Thank you for spending time with us today. Do share your thoughts and your comments if you maybe have some unique insights into this surah, which is a bit rare. Sometimes some of us may not be very familiar with this. So, you know, if you have some interesting insights you want to share with us, please do share with us. Or on top of that as well, please share with us what is your favorite surah. Inshallah. So without further delay, let's hand it over to Brother Amir to share his reflections on this surah, which is Surah Al-Ma'arij. Tafadhal, Bar- Amir. Barakallah, Fik, Brother Faisal. MashaAllah, MashaAllah. Such a pleasure to be in the company of all you brothers and uh, in uh, such a great day in the month of Ramadan and uh, on a beautiful Sunday, even though it's been uh, raining outside, but Alhamdulillah, Al-Masaibah Nafi'ah. Uh, this is a beautiful surah in the in just 29 that's what brother faisal mentioned and it has so many beautiful themes in in this surah uh, so what what caught my eye this surah was my my young my second daughter he was in school she was uh, uh, part of the syllabus to memorize just 29 so she okay ma'am maybe i should pick something from just 29 so when he if she memorizes it then i can uh, chip in with some trans, uh, some tafsir out of it so that's where the idea comes in uh, to choose this surah However, when I uh, go a bit deeper into the surah, mashallah, the surah has so many beautiful themes, and uh, and and some of these themes are so much more relatable and uh, to to myself personally, especially in this month of Ramadan. And today, I'll try to focus more on those themes that are that are that we can resonate uh, as we are in this holy month of Ramadan. And and uh, having said that, uh, the points which I'm about to share with all of you today. These are not my original points, yeah. So these are actually notes uh, compiled and consolidated from various tafsir lectures, which I got uh, predominantly from uh, Dr. Firanda Andirja, Ustaz Zukarnan Sanusi, as well as Dr. Shafiq Riza Basalama. They in their in their tafsir lectures on of the surah. Mashallah. If you find anything benefit from this, it's from it's directly from their good work. You make dua to them, and always remember, ultimately, all benefit comes from Allah. So this surah, like Brother Faisal mentioned, is the 70th surah. It's, it was revealed in Makkah before the Prophet made Hijrah. And it has other names, uh, such as Sa'ala Sa'ilun. It's another way that they, they refer the surah to. Yeah. Uh, I, I shall start by, by giving some overview some uh, in terms of flow, context of, of the surah, so that uh, to, to, uh, to engage the viewers. So, so this surah, it started off with a question by uh, Mushrik to Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and then later on Allah uh, uh, share some of the, the happenings, the event that will take place on the Day of Judgment 
then Allah changed the scene to some uh, what what are the, um, the some horrific scenes actually yeah, that took place in, in hellfire to the dwellers of her, uh, Jahannam and then Allah also mentioned about the natural tabi'i instinct of human beings which which are containing some negative traits and Allah also gives solutions to overcome that negative trait last but not least at the end of the surah Allah brings back the viewers the readers to the initial question by addressing that question yeah so that's the the, the rough overview of the surah so the first the surah started with a the verse so, sa'il. Sa'il, Sayyuti said there's two meanings to that. One is someone who's asking a question. And the other meaning to that is someone who's ask, who's making a request. Yeah. So, Sayyuti combines these two meanings and say that on this first ayah, talks about a man a, uh, from the Mushrik Quraysh named Nadar al-Harith. So he came to Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu and he posed a question about Day of Judgment. But the intent he asked that question was not to seek clarification, but he wanted to he wanted to mock the Prophet. He wanted to insult the Prophet. He wanted to question the legitimacy of Day of Judgment. And how he does that? By challenging Allah, by asking Allah to expedite the punishment of hellfire. Allah responded. Allah said, indeed, that punishment will come for the disbelievers. And if it comes, there is no means, there is no power that can stop it. Why? Because because that punishment came from above. And another side point of benefit here is Ibn Qayyim he includes this ayah, the fourth ayah, the third ayah, as part of the 2000 dalil that is evident that Allah is above all creation. And then, uh, this uh, the, the, the punishment that is coming, Allah also described it, referred to it as koriban, near. So in from a linguistic point of view, near means certain, just like Death. Death is also sometimes referred to something that is near because it's certain it will come. And the reason, the reason why they are questioning uh, the objection because they simply think it's impossible. It's impossible for someone that had died to be resurrected. That's that's their challenge to it. So they ridicule Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu they mock him, they harass him. All, so much burden, so much stress is upon our beloved Prophet. To the point, the stress that he felt during the time of Mecca is even more harsh than the, in, the physical injuries that he obtained during the war of Uhud. But what, how did our Prophet respond to that? So our Prophet responded to that by fulfilling the command of Allah. Allah commanded Rasulullah Fasbir sabran jamila. So Allah commanded Prophet Muhammad to have patience. And the scholars mentioned that there are 20 different places in the Quran that Allah has commanded Prophet Muhammad to have patience. And this is one of it. But what sort of patience that, 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 that uh, Allah commanded Rasulullah Not just any simple patience. It's sabrun jamilan. It's a beautiful, special type of patient. And Al-Qurtubi, when talks about what, what is this patient about? So this patient is when someone is inflicted with hardship, he feel he grief, he complains, he whines only to Allah alone. Doesn't doesn't say that doesn't mean that he doesn't seek help. He seeks help from others, but on externally, on the on the front. He seems a man who has or a woman who is calm, who is composed. But inside, he only expresses it only to Allah alone. So that's a, a beautiful patient. What, what does it mean? And, and as human beings, uh, we are not robots, yeah? 
it's important every now and then when we are when we are engulfed with 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 so much stress, it's good to share out those problems. Don't don't keep it in. Don't try to seek in it. Don't try to just normalize it. Some problems you just can't take it. If you don't if you don't share it with others, it might be detrimental to your health. And the best of listener is Allah. Allah listens not your physical speech, your in your your inherent speech. Allah can Allah listens to that. Allah, it's available to listen at all times. If you have a good buddy, if you wanna if you wanna share with him, maybe at late night he's I'm I'm sorry, dude, I'm I'm, I'm sleepy. I gotta go to bed. But no, Allah no. You can do that at night, in the morning, anytime. He's the best listener, Allah. So don't never feel insignificant that you cannot establish communication to to pour out your heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And and patient, really the patient reward is limitless. How mentioned in Surah Zumar that Allah put no ceiling to the reward of patient. And, and this is where I want to tie into to fasting. As an, 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 a hadith could, could see, Allah mentioned that all deeds will be multiplied at the 10 to 700 times, except for fasting. Because fasting is for Allah, and only Allah will set the reward for, for, for the one who fasts. So Ibn Rajab makes this parable and say that why does fasting has the same reward as patient is essentially the essence of fasting is patient. Yeah? Because fasting is not like any physical act of obedience like salah where you do actions, actual actions, but Fasting, no. It's about avoiding uh, leaving out those prohibitions. Yeah? And if you're in your room, if you're snacking in your room, nobody will know. Yeah? So that's why uh, the essence of patient, uh, of fasting is really patient. It's the patient not to do the nullifiers of fasting. And yeah, I just want to add, I mean, uh, yeah. if I may, eh, about the topic sure, of... That's a really good point, uh, Sobran Jamila. Uh, when you hear this word, Sobran Jamil, there's another surah that comes to mind. Uh, what surah is that? Surah so Yusuf. <laughs> yeah, so we chose this surah last year, right? And I, yes. I, I like that point also that I may tie it like, being patient is not about like, because people think that people who are patient just, just suck it in, you don't feel anything, you know? But actually you do, mm -hmm. of course, as human beings, right? We all feel sad, we all feel, you know, like, uh, like very, you know, like uh, constrained. And so the surah Yusuf also, Allah teaches us that Prophet Yaqub also felt intense sadness until he cried. Right, in, but then his the, the the point is he channeled his emotions to express it to Allah. In ashku bathi wa huzni Allah. Right, I only complain of my uh, sadness to Allah. And I think a point a, a a point for this for us as people in this contemporary world today is that when you complain to Allah, you're not talking to a wall. Eh? You're talking to somebody who's all listening, who's all powerful, who is all living, and he responds to your queries and he has the capacity to lift all of these burdens away from you and he has the capacity to reward your, your patients. So it's the, it's kind of reminding us that Sobran Jamila is something like it's an active kind of relationship with Allah. It's not just sucking it in and say, oh, don't feel anything. So that, that's a that's a good point uh, highlighted by uh, Amir. MashaAllah. Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother, for, for, for adding that. And so and, and so patient comes in, in many forms. Patient can come in the form of fulfilling a command, can come in the form of avoiding a prohibition, or can come in the form of accepting the faith qadar and qadar what allah has faith uh, has destined for you okay so sabar the basic thing a muslim needs to do is sabar and that is wajib when you are inflicted with any difficulty but what goes higher than sabar is redha what is the difference between, between sabar and redha they're similar you don't act you when you're inflicted with something difficult you do something that will that will uh, that will that will create Allah's wrath or anger, yeah. But the difference is in sabr, you do the same thing, but you still feel you feel the pain, the burn. You feel it, yeah. But redha, you don't you don't feel the burn, the the pain, the brunt. You are at ease with that difficulty. So that's redha. So this, the ulama said sabr is wajib, redha is sun is sunnah, it's higher. And and mashallah, you mentioned as well, 
sabrun jamilan uh, as what mentioned by uh, prophet yakub when he was and and uh, inflicted with so much pain sadness when 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 uh, prophet yusuf uh, was missing yeah and also uh, umul mu'minin aisha she was also stressed up when people slandered her by the, the munafiqun slandered her she also said that the solution to this is sabrun jamilan yep those are figures that that has put this to practice to good to good effect there are also other figures in the quran that that uses sabar when they are facing challenges for instance maryam mashallah a chaste woman given a big test her son nabi prophet isa i don't know anybody in this world who had that thick patience when his parents his mother is insulted with a condescending uh, word i don't think anybody can can ever have that kind of patience except for prophet prophet isa he had that prophet ibrahim he was thrown into the fire he was cast away by by his by his uh, people of his village even he had to he had to fulfill difficult tasks leaving his family in the middle of a barren land he had to when the when the the commandment to circumcise came to him he was 90 years old and he fulfilled that with an axe that's a level of patience by 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 the prophets and those are role models that we can choose to say that these are patience uh practiced by by great people and Allah reward them immensely and in in our in, a, in the example of our beloved prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he had challenges in all sorts of way he had physical physical challenges physical uh, uh tests you know, in during the years of boycott the years of uh, uh the war of uhud the battle of uhud he had mental stress he had emotional stress he had all that and his solution was always patient so something that we can emulate the sunnah of prophet muhammad when we are in hard times whether it's a physical harm emotional harm mental harm patient is always rasulullah sallallahu uh, alaihi medicine antidote for that yeah so that's that's pretty much the first team that i would like to to bring to can i add just a little bit more i mean since we're on the team of okay, Ramadan, great, sir. <laughs> mashallah it just crossed my mind yesterday about the, the start but because the, the essence of fasting as you said is, is sabar right so if you think about like how uh, like tying up this team together uh, there's one hadith right the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says if somebody sort of incites your anger the the sunnah is to respond in nisaim i'm fasting right right and then there's another hadith in which the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says if you cannot control your your tongue from um words from evil words then Allah is in not in need of your hunger and your thirst have you you've heard that hadith right okay maqal alayhi salatu wasalam so the point here is actually as human beings if we are fasting if you're hungry you naturally your temper is a bit higher because uh, you know especially men right you can tend to be a bit hangry right the system hangry hangry <laughs> yes hangry <laughs> that's the term right so, now uh, that's the term right now right so you so you're kind of always on your limit and yet still Allah tells you when you're fasting you need to actually verbalize that that patience and not respond to that so you need to go a step even higher than that so Allah is aware this that we are being tested here so but you're not only not only told to like okay that's the one but you have to go one level higher than that so even to the point where you don't you don't say these things but you have more tendency to do that because you're being in the state of this hangriness <laughs> that's right that's right Allah yes yeah okay so Masha'Allah, Barakallah Fiqh for that point. Hangry. The second thing I would like to discuss from, 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 this, from this surah is about the, Allah's encouragement for the believers to do good deeds. Yeah. So, uh, after that, that, the early part of the ayah, then Allah talks about, about the, uh, the terrifying uh, events on, on Judgment Day and then the horrific scenes in, in Hellfire by the dwellers of Hellfire. Then Allah moved to telling the the natural characteristics of human beings one of it is human beings are built with this trait of halua what is this halua is so scholars put a lot of definition to that but the best definition is the next two ayah that comes after that yeah so it's about someone who when he are he is faced with difficulty 
then he's filled with anxiety, filled with sorrow. He's uh, restless. Yeah. And the second trait is somebody when Allah give him nikmah, blessings, something good, he withhold it. He's stingy. He's a person who is miserly. Yeah. So these are the two characteristics in the surah that describes halua. And also Allah Sallam make told us to to make dua to seek protection from these two from these two uh, traits. Allah ma'ini a'uz bika minal hami wal hazan wa a'uz bika minal ajil wa kasar wa a'uz bika minal jumni wal bukulin. So this is one of the dua to to protect uh, ourselves from this this unnecessary anxiety, stress, sorrow as well as the feeling of stingy, greedy, miserly, yeah? Because this will eventually lead to the destruction of man. But how do we actually overcome this trait? So, and who are the people that will not be, that will not be impacted by this trait? So Allah mentioned, إِلَّا الْمُصَلِّينَ Except those who are, pray, who, who establish, who prays, yeah? So, prayer is the solution that Allah that Allah uh, tell us, especially to overcome anxiety, sorrow, sadness. That's like how the Prophet does in the past when they are under under immense condition, critical situation, then they will resort to praying to distress themselves. And what a great man, what Taufik from Allah in the month of Ramadan, Allah grant more, almost everybody the strength to pray more than 17 rakat a day on average. <laughs> and imagine, we prayed, let's say we prayed one day, 17 rakat. And then we top it up with uh, night prayer, 11 rakat, let's say we does the 11 rakat of Tarawih. And then if we do the, the Rawati prayers, 12 rakat, and one generation that whoever does this 12 uh, rakat of Rawatib every day, then he is given a house in paradise. So if you, if you plus sum up these three types of prayer, that's 40 rakat a day. That's no, that's no simple feat. Yeah? That's an amazing feat actually. 40 rakat a day. That's almost like the prayer of, of people in the past, the amount of, of rakat. And this is all from the topic of Allah. That all, that we are able to do 40 rakat during this month of Ramadan. In, in fact, the uh, the solution of, of prayer is so critical that Allah, when He re, when Allah revealed the, the next few successful traits for, for people who will be honored in Jannah, Allah started with salat, and Allah closed it also with salat. Mm -hmm. The command to do to do prayer. But what's the difference is the first one Allah say. And on the end, Allah close it with وَالَّذِينَهُمْ لِفُرُوجِهِمْ Sorry. Uh, 39. 34. 34, you're right. Thanks. So on the, the different, uh, different uh, adjective, what, what, see, the verb, one is دَعِمُونَ uh, The one is يُحَافِذُونَ so what is the difference between both of this? So, so just for the context of our listeners, so Amir is referring to ayah number 23, Salatihim Da'imun, and ayah number 34, which is Shafidun. Right. Mm, okay. So Da'imun has two meanings. One of it is um, he fulfilled the prayer, meaning he makes sure that he does the prayer. He makes sure he does all the, the, the Fardu prayers and the now the now of the, the the voluntary prayer he whatever he has routine upon it he preserve it so that, that's one meaning of daimun another meaning of daimun is uh daim means calm so it's a uh, having hosho in, in in your prayer that's daimun meaning but daimun is more about fulfilling those prayers yeah and you have is about safeguarding maintaining the quality of your prayer so when it's called maintaining the quality, it's about having the right focus. Make sure your wudu is also perfect. Make sure the rukun, the wajibats of the prayer is all perfect. 
he does also the the sun whatever is uh, mustahab in in prayer he he prays early on time he prays jamaah so that is part of yuhafizun and if you look the, after allah men, uh, explained halua allah mentioned all the, the the good positive traits that someone needs to do to overcome these negative halua traits as well as to be people who are honored in paradise allah only mentioned salat twice allah mentioned other deeds deeds allah mentioned zakat allah mentioned uh, being uh, amana having integrity uh, uh, honest in, in in your witness and all things but salat was mentioned twice simply because of salat is the ibadah among that that has the that has the highest frequency you do it more a lot of times in one day but by the other ones you do it sometimes occasionally maybe not even that not even every day yeah so that's why and and Allah place so much importance in in salah and salah is this sometimes it's referred to as iman because it's the signature of a mu'min the signature of a mu'min is, is he establish salah yeah just for context uh, what am i is referring to like in the, in the quran itself allah refers to salah as iman in surah baqarah allah says wa ma kana allah liyudhi'a imanakum allah will never let your iman go to waste and in the books of tafsir it's referred that iman is specifically referring to salah because it was about some companions who were worried that when they change the qibla oh like so i didn't know about that so does that mean my salah goes to waste ah, then allah reassure them wa ma kana allahu liyudhi'a imanakum allah will not w- allow your efforts of salah to go to waste masyaallah this shows how important salah is Masha'Allah. And on the second salute, the, the, the second trait of halua, which is greedy, stingy, the best antidote for that, the, the best medicine for that is zakah. To give charity, whether it's a mandatory charity or voluntary charity. So mandatory charity, we have your zakat uh, on wealth as well as zakat fitri. And the, mandate, the voluntary one are the, are the, the occasional sedekah that you give. And zakah really is about purifying. So like solat purifies your body, zakah purifies your wealth. Because wealth, if it's not managed properly, it corrupts humans. Because the rightful place for for wealth is in a human's hands. It's not in a human's heart. The moment wealth trickle down to your heart that's that's where the problem comes in and zakat also serve as a means of purifying your soul and every mu'min all of us is aspire to meet allah with a qalbun salim a, a safe heart and zakat helps you for that meaning when we give out zakat we are we are careful in zakat we make sure that every cent of our wealth has, we give out the rights of others onto it and sometimes if we give out more we are happy we not oh it has to be perfectly this much amount not even one one once uh, one ringgit more or one ringgit less no give, give more so that's one of the signs that qalbun uh, salim in, in terms of giving a uh, charity yeah maybe just to add so um smile just to share that i think i think A lot of us, the tendency is when we get wealth unexpectedly, we become hoarding. So, for example, there's a lot of cases where, when the family members die and pass away, and they finally find out how much maybe the father or the mother actually possess, suddenly people start to get greedy, and this is when the inheritance becomes very very complex, because suddenly they realize that oh I have that much. So I remember one ustad who uh, he once gave a lecture about how he distributed. He was doing. He had this uh, task of. Uh, what's faraid right for doing for splitting the faraid amongst families he said generally speaking families that have inheritance of less than a certain amount like i think the figure was like 400000 ringgit or something like that generally no problem it's the one have a lot of money uh, then people are like oh they start to hoard now so that's the the nature of human beings that allah is describing in the surah and the antidote for that is the this that uh, amir is describing and so that's what that's the the tendency that we have sometimes we think that we don't have wealth so then when we start having it then we start to hoard it No, so maybe we get our bonus, right? So some of my colleagues recently we got a bonus. Alhamdulillah. So then suddenly we were like, oh, yeah, we start like becoming like, oh, you know, like like start start holding on to stuff, you know. So 
the, the, the antidote to that, before you have that, before Allah gives you wealth, because you don't know, right? Sometimes Allah gives you risk from ways you don't realize, is to train yourself in the spirit of giving, keep it a habit anyway. Because when you already have that wealth, it's difficult to start, right? Because oh, you, know, you got all this stuff <laughs> money, right? <laughs> yeah, do say that. I'm already gonna don't. I'm gonna give out charity once I have five million in my bank account. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Ah, <laughs> if you don't do that when you have 500, what makes you think you do that when you have five million, right? Indeed, that's right. <laughs> that's what I say. Wealth doesn't doesn't change people, but wealth just show the the true characters of a person. True characters, yes. Mashallah. <laughs> that's scary. This is something people who had wealth, right? That's why if you don't have zakat system. Some, you don't you don't give back whatever you earn back to 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 the rightful people, the poor, and so on. Hmm. That's why you see a lot of stress because they they cling to the wealth. And you see some some when we, I just did a quick uh, search recently on on suicide rate among countries, and some of the, the highest rates are actually people who are actually wealthy. They're not poor people, hmm. so they, they do more suicides. Subhanallah, hmm. it's sad. And people who hmm. some and what and interestingly, one of the lowest suicide rate. It's actually in Syria. Why? My goodness. <laughs> oh, thousand reasons to be stressful in that in that area, and it actually yeah. one top five lowest. Wow, mashallah. Signs so, for yeah. us to reflect, huh? <laughs> okay. Indeed, mashallah. Yeah, because <laughs> when we come to wealth, there's two things that we have to always be mindful of. Because on the day of judgment, our foot will never move until these two questions about wealth is been answered. Where you actually. Got uh, obtain your wealth and how you actually spend it. Yeah, these are the two things you must always be mindful of. This, yeah, make sure that whatever you whatever that comes into your wealth is something which is halal, no shubhat. And when you have wealth, you actually give it to people uh, with the correct portion and to the right person. And in, in this surah as well, it tells about the who should receive your your zakat money. Your your and because be mindful, this is this is makia surah. So when when this ayah was revealed, there was still no command of zakat there was only charity uh, the voluntary charity but mm-hmm. even back then sahabat had 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 the idea the 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 need to 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 donate even though it was not if it's not made compulsory yet at the time mm-hmm. and and it tells like like poor people there are two types of poor people they are they are poor people who who ask for money alhamdulillah we make your life easy yeah? you can know okay and another type, another type of poor people are those that actually do not ask They actually work hard for things. You can find this usually at, at the goreng pisang sellers, the nasi lemak sellers. Yeah, they wake up really more, really early in the morning, maybe around four o'clock before fajar. They they woken up, cook all the things that they want to sell, and then eventually when they open up, they sell it. Nobody buy it. And worse, people who bought it, they bargain for it. Like, oh god, this is too much. Maybe it's too, maybe can sell it to three ringgit. Mashallah, these these poor people they're they're trying to make a living. They don't tell you that they are in hardship. Yeah, <laughs> if you can pay more, you pay more. Yeah, in this month of Ramadan, especially you might find this kind of people in 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 the uh, in the bazaar. Uh, bazaar is a market that we sell uh, here in Malaysia. We sell uh, food a uh, few hours before Ramadan uh, iftar time. Yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> it's like a tourist attraction, huh? <laughs> I think people who come to Malaysia first time they think that there's some concert going on, huh? No, that's not a concert. <laughs> that's right. The thing is a food fe- food festival, I think. Uh, food festival, huh? It's during not, Ramadan, just, food festival during Ramadan. What is this? It's just another Ramadan in Malaysia. That's it. <laughs> so, and also zakat also help, uh, and and zakat also helps to to. Uh, Deviate away, uh, call it musibah, because there was a hadith that says that if someone who is uh, who's uh, down with an illness, then he's encouraged to to give zakat. So it's like in a way telling that zakat can help alleviate that that illness, sickness, pain. Yeah. So zakat only helps make that's wonders, not just spiritually but also physically. But the but the niat is always to when you give zakat is to earn Allah's reward on the day of judgment and whatever the benefit. That comes from zakat will be your secondary tertiary intention from giving out charity, yeah. And zakat is the is one of the sign that you are grateful to Allah. Zakat is it, and zakat solve a lot of economic uh, problems in 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 Muslim land. Imagine mm-hmm. like uh, Sarawak is a state, uh, one of the state in Malaysia. I think a few years back they collected 100 million ringgit of zakat money only. Masha Allah, 100 million, yeah. 
Yeah, hmm. uh, somebody said, and 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 Mali, I don't know what's KL. KL is gonna be more than that. Imagine if those money goes to the hands of the poor, it, it can do wonders for them. It can really help them uh, lessen up their burdens. That's why in the past, uh, sometimes some kind uh, they say during the time of Omar bin Abdul Aziz, they say there's, there's ones that nobody taking zakat because everybody is uh, is above property line. Oh, it's it's a difficult feat to achieve, but it's achievable. And Omar Abdul Aziz showed that it's achievable by just having zakat. Inshallah. So that's that's my second team. They they are for they are they are, they are about thirteen more. Sorry, there are six in total of these characteristics. That by end of it, Allah said, these are the people. Ulaika fi jannatim mukramun. So yeah, these are the people that will be honored in paradise. So, uh, and what and, and that and out of the six uh, traits, it's salat as well as uh, zakat. Okay, that's my second team. Feel free, yeah. free to chip in, brothers here. Yeah, can I, I just add a bit? Eh? So yeah, actually, I really like this group of uh, ayat actually. So. First, Allah describes like this is the nature of man. If you're not trained with iman, this is the kind of the default human being. So the he- default human being is you're very impatient. So when something goes wrong, some calamity happens, you know, we get annoyed very quickly. We fall into despair. We start questioning Allah. Say, oh, ya Allah, why you do this to me? Why me? You know, then we start to give up, right? And then when good something something good happens to us, you think that, oh, mashallah, you know, something finally good happens, right? But nature of man is instead of showing appreciation, Instead of practicing generosity, you become more stingy. You become hoarding, right? So, except for those who have these qualities. So, actually, uh, if you, I think the way that we can act upon these verses, if you test yourself, if you have this tendency of stinginess and being impatient, then look at this group of deeds which I may mention, right? Prayers, charity, uh, belief in day of judgment, guarding your chastity. Look at all of these. Look at which ones you feel that you need to improve. Because uh, all of us. We have room to improve there, actually. Yeah, I mean, just the 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 fact of solat khushun in solat alone, right? So, how many of you, for example, can really solat maghrib in Ramadan without thinking about food, <laughs> right? <laughs> It's not a rhetorical question, huh? <laughs> just come back to me also, yeah. I'm not I'm not free from this blame also, right? So, actually, all of us will have some deficiency, yeah. So, if you find, so I I find these verses is like a good self reflection for us. And I think at the same time also, sometimes we we Muslims we have a tendency to be a bit complacent. You know, we say, ah oh, yeah, mashallah, we I I already do these things. I already fast. I already uh, pray. I I give in charity. I give the obligatory zakat. You know, I, and then some. But what if you're still doing this, but you still kind of have these great traits, right? Ah, uh, so actually it's a time to muhasaba, right? To be to humble yourself and really like ask question. Okay, what are the gaps and the things that I need to improve? So that's for me lah. That's that's how we can. Uh, say, uh, act upon this ayat. Mashallah, Mashallah. Really, yeah. It is a challenge, especially if the food is not covered from the ki- in the kitchen. Yeah, Mashallah, it's a challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my third theme that I would like to share is on humility. So this is really on the on the tail end of the, of, the, of the surah itself. Yeah. So when Allah brings back the uh, the readers to to the initial question by 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 uh, the mushrik leader yeah so one reason why why they do they disbelieve uh, in day of judgment something something it comes from arrogance yeah but allah put them down to their places allah said kalla inna khalaqnahum mimma ya'lamun that You know, in 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 meaning, see Allah that made all of us humans from a disgusting fluid. We know what fluid is that that comes from the from the male body. That's where we are. And 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 the uh, the tabi'in further elaborate this and say that human beings is only this comes from a disgusting fluid, the same fluid. That comes out from the, the the same place that urine comes out as well. When we when we arrive to this world, 
we come up from the same path that that height blood is 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 with that is is coming out as well mm. when when we later on when we grow up we might have lav- nice clothes lavish houses nice cars yeah beautiful clothes but what's underneath your clothes you still have that fecal material in your tum- in your stomach in your intestine you still have that fecal material and when you die your body will decompose and emit a really horrible smell and that's who you are so what happened was a tabi'in uh named Mutarif so he saw a guy, a person who was walking very like haughty arrogant beautiful clothes and walking in a very uh, particular way showing off his wealth so Mutarif said that hey, Allah hates people who walk like this so that person said to him Excuse me, do you know me? Then Mutarif say, "Yes, indeed I know you 100% well." <laughs> and he give this description, "This is who you are." And the, and the, alhamdulillah the, the person say, "Yes, that's true." <laughs> Then he went and change out and change his uh, to a more decent clothing. So that that's that's who we are. And and sometimes you want to be like like you want to be arrogant towards Allah, yeah? Allah on the day of judgment when Allah resurrect us we are actually in a more superior physical shape even for these believers but right now we can't see angels our, our eyesight is poor but on the day of judgment our eyesight is strong we can see jinn we can see angels on earth if we were burned we die, we die straight away on day of judgment we can withstand 50,000 years of direct blistering heat without dying we are actually in a more superior form but that doesn't mean when you're superior on that day of judgment you'll be given blessings and reward doesn't mean yet yeah so and some on the day of judgment their face will be black hmm. it, uh, covered with dust as a as a form of insult embarrassment yeah for what they have done in this world and and uh, So I just want to also bring one ayat in in in, in uh, from from the early part of the surah, which I find it to be a mashallah uh, uh, very profound. Was about ta'arjul malaikatu ruhu ilayhi fi yamin kana miqdaruhu khamsin alfasana. So I'll see that there's a there'll be a day that is as long as fifty thousand years. What is this day? So there there are many there are many tafsir out of it. Which I would. Since we have time, but what one strongest opinion is that that fifty thousand years is actually the day humans humans are resurrected from the dead until we are given our destiny, uh, shown where we should go, where are we going, either hell or or nauzulam zalik, as Allahu Afiyah, or paradise. That span is fifty thousand years. Yeah, and that fifty thousand years of what someone is going to experience, the amount of stress and hardship, it's all governed by maybe fifty years of of us in his life. Oh, our life is sixty three years old. Let's see, yeah, a man is three years old. If you minus the the age when he was still children, thirteen years, so that leave you fifty years of of. Uh, Of a, of life that you're accountable, you're you're considered a mukallaf, you're accountable for all your actions. So that's 50 years. So that 50 years of actions in this life will determine that 50,000 years you are will be standing on on the day of judgment. Subhanallah. give good tell a very mashallah a very comforting hadith say that but for the believers on that day. Allah will make them feel as if it's like someone who fulfill a fardu prayer. That's how long we feel. May Allah make all of us among that people who feel a day of judgment is just like a fardu prayer long length. Amen. Amen. 50 years and 50,000 years is not even 1%. It's 0.1%. Right? And that's the complete opposite of what we have in earth. In earth, let's say yeah. we, we study for five years to do a two hours mm. exam. 
a football team train uh. for four years to uh. to uh, to participate in the World Cup for one month. Mm. Yeah, it's always preparation more. <laughs> An Olympic sprinter, yeah. Olympic sprinter trains for years for 10 seconds. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Masha Allah, we do it for 50, we train for 50 years for something for 50,000 years outcome. 50,000, subhanallah. Wow. And, and sometimes you wonder like, sometimes I, I always ask myself, why does the the dwellers of Hellfire, they want to drink molten metal? Why? You know, it's harmful. The reason is because for 50,000 years, they have not drink even a drop of water. Oof, subhanallah. Imagine us, if we have not drink for two days, yeah? And somebody give you a hot boiling coffee, you drink it in one gulp. True. Oh, okay. Mashallah. Uh, two, two, two days of not drinking, yeah? Mm. This is 50,000 years of not drinking. You drink whatever fluid you, you, you see. May Allah protect us from that. May Allah protect us, our family, mm. our friends from that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I mean. Sorry, I mean, you were saying um, the, the, uh, there was something that for, for the believers, it would be very short. What was that, what was that from? It was from... Uh... The duration was uh, from Ibn Abbas. Ibn Abbas, okay. It was an Athar, right? Okay. Athar, that's right. Okay. So that's very comforting, inshallah, for those who have Iman. Allah may make our duration very, very brief. So may Allah make us amongst those. Mashallah. Then I mean, maybe I could share a bit on the, yeah, I mean, I mean, on, on the teams, on other teams. And, and uh, brothers, please, please chip in on, on, the, on the terrifying event on the Day of Judgment. Mashallah. One of it is... Uh, The sky will will melt like silver is melting, or like boiling oil. Somebody some 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 call it. Said. The the mountains. Imagine mountains, big mountains. They will be rooted out from the from the from the soil. They will be flown like wools, and then we will collide with one another, and they will disintegrate into smithereens, into dust, the same dust. That when you open up your window, your curtain in the morning, you see those dust in the morning. That's how the, how the, the the mountains will be on that day. To the point, there was no mountain here. There was never a mountain here. Imagine a, if a mountain as big as Everest is like that. You go crazy to see that, yeah? Subhanallah. Yeah, and, and so intense, so immense the, the stress on that day that the disbelievers... They are willing to put everyone at ransom. They're willing to put their, their children, their spouse, their parents, everybody, the entire mankind into ransom as long as they are safe. In, in this world, sometimes when, when, when a parent is under, let's see, a parent who is under uh, attempt robbery and, and, mm. and they put, take their kid at ransom, what the parent will say? Take me, don't take, take him. Take me instead. <laughs> But we know, take him, take this person and that person and take everything except for me. And, and then, when, when, when Allah talked about the, 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 that event of Judgment Day, Allah said, this is for... <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> Allah said that. And then, Allah, and then the hellfire will come. Yeah? Oh, MashaAllah, hellfire. 70,000 chains hold by each chain hold by 70,000 angels and has a, has a deafening sound coming from the, from the hellfire that calls the people that the dwellers of fire. How you imagine this? Have you seen a, a, a really horrid, a really scary movie? The most scariest movie I've ever seen? Maybe the ghost or whatever, the alien. Yeah? And when, you're, when, when, when you are, you don't know where, where, that, where that ghost is, right? but he calls you out of nowhere and you don't know where this person is. The eerie mm. sound that comes to you That's how we feel. Worse. To the point, on the day when we heard Hellfire calling them, they froze. They can't walk out of sheer, sheer fear. They can't walk. They're unable to walk. And that are the people you described in, in the surah. Adbara watawalla. MashaAllah. What is Adbara watawalla? So there are two differences. One is a person who completely Refuse to listen to this religion. Adbaro. In other words, Watawalla is the person who turns away. The difference is the first one, the second one is he listens and then he turns away. 
that time when this when surah was sent was for the kufar the mushrik but now even muslim they do not want to study their own deen when so there there's a mashallah there's so much classes in the mosque in the surah musalla in on online that you can just come in and and listen up but say oh no, i'm too busy i'm sorry i'm just too busy but you have time for other things subhanallah do, do not put ourselves in this situation where where we are among these two person what adbara wa tawalla may allah protect us from from being in that two person category yeah yeah can i add ami so i think this point of ayah number 10 to 14 to me this is the scariest description of the day of judgment so even like just giving it thought right uh, it just just makes my uh, makes my skin crawl uh. so actually if if you look at how allah azawajal describes this horrifying imagery right so allah describes it as um, okay let me just open this up wala eh. on that day wala yasalu hamimun hamima so even a best friend will not ask for his best friend so in picture this yeah on on day of judgment like i mean say you be seeing all these unimaginable horrors is you no know, like the 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 mountains being stepped like a like a wool torn apart and you would be panicking right everybody will be in a state of genuine fear right so you see yeah, you take ourselves in this position now in this in this world life today right if you're going to go through very difficult times very stressful very horrifying times the first human response is to reach out for help right you want to yes yes Yeah, even like in a, even in the area of mental health, right? In mental health, right? If you need, uh, if you're going through a period of loneliness, depression, anxiety, calamity, the first thing you want to do is reach out to somebody, right? Yeah. But that's human nature, right? But in this ayah, Allah describes to us on on when you, the greatest horror that our eyes have ever seen, you see, and this is the time when you see the consequences of your deeds, yeah. All of us, yeah, every single uh, son of Adam, yeah. So at that point, you realize that you have individual accountability now. And you have to face your own needs now, and then you realize that we need to save ourselves first. So when you're in that mode, you're not in a in a position where I need to save other people. No, no, this is about you now. You know, so even like the hadith, right? The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam describes that even the prophets of Allah, like even some of them will ignore the cries for help. They say no, no, nafsi, I made this mistake. You know, they will they will, even the small little deeds that they do, which probably probably all of it we commit a lot of times, they do one small deed. They will oh nafsi nafsi. They don't care about you. You know. So because of that, we all be focusing on saving ourselves, right? And then comes the realization: Why should I seek for help? Because they also want to save themselves, right? This is the scary part, right? So taking it back to this context of this ayah, right? The person who you consider your BFF, yeah, you know, you know what's BFF, right? It's a popular term amongst the ladies, right? <laughs> right? So that that's the hamim, right? The best friend. Even that day, somebody who you spend all your life with, you do, you share everything, you go through things together in your worst, the worst times, your best times, everything together. But on that day, you will not ask for them help at all. You you actually, in fact, Allah describes it as, you bas soru nahum. You can actually see your best friend right in front of you, but you just can't be bothered because you're too worried about saving yourself. This is it's very like, you know, Like uh, if if you give it some thought, this is how severe it is, you know. Hmm. And then uh, that's why Allah says as well, even your like in fact your friends, if it your, your friendship is not based on righteousness, you'll be enemies on the day of judgment. So Allah describes in Surah Zuhruf where Allah says that even close friends al akhilla, which is the plural of Khalil, Khalil means like very very close friends. Yama idin ba'dhum li ba'dhin adu. They will on that day they will be like enemies onto another. Except who? Uh, do you guys remember? Illa. Who knows? Hmm. Pass. No guess. <laughs> Pass. Illal mutaqin, the people except the people of taqwa. So, if you have, if your friendship, so we ask that we ask Allah that all of us, our friendship is based on taqwa, is built upon iman. I mean, so if I mean, our, at least if your friendship <clears throat> is based on iman, that's when you will not be enemies to another because then you realize that okay, this person has been helping me. It's not that you'll help each other, but at least you will not blame that person. But for everybody else, you will find an excuse. You will find an excuse to blame that person. Hey, you, you know about the religion. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you warn me? When I was doing these sins, why didn't you stop me? Hey, you been going to classes by yourself. Why you never in- invite me? This is very scary, yeah? So that's why on their judgment, even you see your best friend, you don't want to talk to that person. So that's just on ayah number 10. Yeah? That's what Allah says, yeah? But the scariest is that the ayah 11, as uh, Amir said, yeah? the mujrim, the criminal, So criminal in the context of this means disbeliever, and uh, and the description is what like Ami highlighted in ayah number 17, which is the one who adbara wa tawalla wa jamaa fa'awa who turn away from the truth. Yeah, 
So these people who will be seeing the punishment of Allah, they will be so desperate that they will want to save themselves by throwing their children to the fire. Says, I don't care, ya Allah, just take my child. Which is like, it's very difficult to imagine, yeah. <laughs> Subhanallah, that's Subhanallah. this is very uh, very horrifying, yeah. So even Ibn Kathir, he made a statement about this. So I, I quote what Ibn Kathir said. He says, even the child that that he has, ne- that's nobody more <coughs> beloved child than the beat of his heart in the life of this world, he would rather throw the child into the fire to save himself against the torment of Allah. That's just scary, man. And Allah describes, it's not just your children, it's your, your uh, what else? Eh? Allah Spouses, parents, your families. Spouses, yeah, your parents. Buddies. Your buddies. Even Allah describes it, right? Even the people who saved you in this life, who like you owe a debt to because they you know, genuinely did a good favor for you, of course, you feel indebted to them. You throw them also to the hellfire. That's how how scary this thing is, yeah. So th- that's how desperate it is, yeah. Uh, like the, the the picture that Allah says here. So really, um, I think what this for me the takeaway point here for the contemporary Muslim today is that when we think about all this imagery, right? It's scary, right? Is is this scary? Yeah. It's horrifying, yeah. right? It's it's genuinely yeah. terrifying, right? But you know, some types of fear can be productive. We tend to, as human beings, when we fear, we don't want to think about it. Ah, sh- I don't want to think about it. Like, it's too heavy. You know? People talk about it, judgment. Ah, I don't want to think about it anymore. If you do that, then you kind of brush it away. What you should do as a Muslim is you lean into the fear and then you prepare yourself for that day. Because as much as Allah describes the day of judgment of all these horrors, Allah also gives you the solution for it. Ah, that's the thing that we kind of forget, right? So that's the part where we need to do. So we need to lean into that fear and prepare ourselves because at the same time, that same scripture that tells us about this Day of Judgment, it's the same scripture that gives us the solution to prepare. So I feel that all this thing, like at the end of the day, when we think about the Day of Judgment, this is the most important thing that forms the basis of integrity. So people today talk about integrity, right? Like actually we have an episode coming up, we haven't released it yet, right? About corruption, right? People say it's about like, you know, doing the right thing despite nobody watching, right? But what's going to compel you to do the right thing? It's this thing here. This thing called Iman in Yamul Akhir. It's the thing that you know that you'll be accountable for the day of judgment. And no matter how you try to hide from people, even if the anti-corruption uh, commission doesn't catch you, even the police don't catch you, authorities don't catch you, but Allah will catch you on this day. And when you see that, if you're amongst this, may Allah save us from being amongst these people. You will even want to ransom your own children. SubhanAllah. So I think that's the big takeaway point for me. Like, like the, the, the basis of integrity is formed by this iman in the day of judgment. Sure. This one, one of the ayat see that the the, the, the intense heat of, of the hellfire is not just it's hot, it can actually disintegrate the flesh. Oof. It's if you want to uh, if you want to make some comparison, sometimes you know when you cook lamb in 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 a really hot oven, yeah, the bones you can you can remove the bones after it, yeah, after maybe you cook it for four hours, five hours, you can re- you lift up the bones and the whole flesh meat will just peel off by itself. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that hellfire is not that it burns because of intense heat. It's able to also separate the meat from the from the, <laughs> the flesh from the bones. You can see, yeah. Smell. Yeah. Smell. You're making us hungry along the way, also. Trying to lighten up. I was imagining a slow roast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, as a side note, I may cook some really nice lamb. He speaks from visual experience. Actually, yeah, on a serious note, it is very, very intense heat. Yeah, you you've seen yeah. what that heat can do, right? To 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 meet, right? Mm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and may I add something you... about? Uh, so sorry about uh, Jahannam. I just um, it occurred to me that some of the scholars say that Jahannam is actually it's not just a place that. The mujrimun are thrown in. The criminals, the disbelievers, are thrown in, and they will mm. get perpetual, you know, um, punishment forever. Right? It is actually also a beast. It's it's like it's a living creature, like a beast, because uh, we, we see in Surah to uh, when Surah Kaf, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, when he asked, he asked Jahannam, right? Yawma yakulu, yawma nakulu li Jahannam halim talat. Have uh, we 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 said to, we are saying to Jahannam, are you full? What did Jahannam say? Hal mim mazid. Is there more? As if like he wants it. He wants more to eat. You know, he wants more and more and more and more. Just give it more. Just give me more. 
So subhanallah and Jahannam is despite it being very hot you you imagine that place is very bright right but it's black brothers and sisters black it's pitch dark how is that possible <laughs> it's so hot and it's dark and then you have all these things like like you are drinking a molten molten iron right and in fact your skin will be uh, some some people will be punished in in uh, in a way that you know subhanallah when one skin is burnt and then Allah will replace it with a, with a new skin and it will burn again and again and again subhanallah so these are the things like oh uh, uh you know no thank you i i won't, i won't be going there so these are the things that should you know push us towards allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that should uh make us want to flee towards allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and go to the other end of the spectrum which is jannah right so so well, this is just something that uh perhaps i i would like to add and also i just want to add something like so really like every day that allah have given us that's our capital yeah every hour we got every second we got that's our capital it doesn't matter if you have 100 years 180 years of 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 sin but make sure the day that you before, when you meet allah you are in a, in a in a condition that you have repented yeah so every, make make every minute count and and ramadan is the best time for you to turn back to allah because in the mm-hmm. say if this man you don't do good out of it Allah, he couldn't. I couldn't see any other man that that you are capable to do it outside of Ramadan. Mm. So make sure this. So even though you're stressed, whatsoever, always cherish this 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 gift of life that Allah has given you, because this is really your capital to earn paradise on the day of judgment. Don't yeah. don't put it to waste. Yeah. Yeah, so you reminded me also. It's a good reminder, especially this Ramadan. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says in the hadith says that. Every night, Allah frees some of His slaves from the hellfire, and this happens every night in Ramadan. So, like Ami said, even if you feel like in the past you have been sinful, if you even like Ramadan, if you feel your performance has been less than satisfactory, but it could be tomorrow, it could be today, right? If you start now, what's past is done. What's done is done. If you start now, inshallah, maybe if your destiny has been written for you to be amongst the people of the fire, maybe tonight is the night where Allah writes you off. Maybe it's tomorrow. Maybe it's the day after tomorrow. So the point is, you don't give up. You just like whatever is done is done. Move forward. Hmm. Sure. Okay. Mashallah. Uh, any more things to add, brothers? So, alhamdulillah. It's just uh, around 12 p.m. So uh, before we go around, just brother, the final reminder to the brothers and sisters. So thank you very much again for joining our live stream to our listeners out there joining us from Facebook or in YouTube. So if you do have any comments that you have, any insights from Surah Al-Ma'arij, please sound it off in the comments. And uh, if you have any favorite surah that you want to share with us, uh, please do share with us as well. Uh, so we have uh, uh, we have one of our listeners who shared her favorite surah. Um, hmm. Yeah, this is my mother, mashallah. Mashallah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my mom's favorite surah, as uh, she rightfully aptly puts a thumbs up in her profile pictures as well, <laughs> is a short surah, is Surah Al Asr, and the long one is Surah Al Rahman. Mashallah, 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 mashallah. Thank you for sharing. Barakallah. Thank you to your family, Amin, amin, amin. So yeah, if you have uh, any other favorite surah, maybe something that you know you love to, uh, you 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 want to share with the with the rest. Alhamdulillah, let let's hear from it. Uh, maybe because we still have a few more series of treasures from Quran in this Ramadan. Perhaps your surah may be one of the surah that we might choose. Nantikan, <laughs> inshallah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So maybe we can go around one last round among the brothers uh, for Surah Al Ma'arij. Let's put on the uh, group layout, uh, Aziz. So just to conclude our session today. Okay, so anything else, brothers? Nope. Okay, Jazakumullah khairan. That concludes our first session of the Treasures from Quran for this year in Ramadan 1444, right? 1444 Hijrah, uh, 2023. So stay tuned, inshallah. We'll have uh, other series in upcoming in the next in the next few weeks. So in fact, next week we'll have two sessions, inshallah. We'll have one on Saturday at 11 a.m. same time, and one on Sunday as well. 
right? So inshallah, we'll have different surah already selected, but inshallah, we'll see as time goes by. So we'll have uh, some some of the brothers choose. Uh, uh, we, shall we reveal the surah or keep it a surprise? <laughs> Yes, keep it a surprise, inshallah. Keep it a surprise, okay. okay. <laughs> in case, in case, right? All right. In, in case somebody changes the mind halfway, huh? <laughs> it's very possible, huh? <laughs> Speak from experience. It's possible, huh? <laughs> okay. So, mashallah. So, we'll see you, inshallah, this coming uh, Saturday at 11 a.m. again, inshallah. So, may Allah Azza wa Jal grant barakah to all of us uh, for this session today, especially Brother Amin. Amir. Thank you very much. Barakallahu fikum for your insights. So may Allah Azza wa Jal grant us the strength and istiqamah to implement upon everything that has been shared. And may Allah Azza wa Jal keep us steadfast and grant us the best Ramadan of our lives and end on a high. Amin. 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 Okay, with that, we end here. InshaAllah. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik wa nashadu ala ilaha ila anta wa nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.